This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. <laughs> I don't think my wife has ever called me sexy. There's your show lead off right there. There's your show lead off. I don't think my wife has ever called me sexy. You're tuned in to Junior Motorsports Upfront, presented by Dale's Pale Ale, the original craft beer in a can. Visit OscarBlues.com to find out where Dale's is sold near you today. Now here's your host, Regan Smith and Keith White. All right, welcome to another episode of Junior Motorsports Upfront. I'm Keith White. On the couch with me, as always, is Regan Smith. Are Regan? you still Heath White? I still am. Why? Well, just making sure. Is that debatable now? No, just, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure you're still the same guy. All right. Well, I know if I make a mistake, you're going to be the first to call me out on it. So uh, last time I checked, I am, in fact, Heath White. Um, but anyway, let's. Uh, we're going to jump into some questions here because, Regan, you guys, uh, we're, we're going into Richmond, but a few interesting things happened at Bristol that we wanted to touch on real quick. Um, and unfortunately, he did have a mechanical fa- failure at Bristol. Um, but first name and I were going over, looking at some of the Twitter questions that we got through the week. So, obviously, the mechanical failure was, in fact, a rear gear issue. It was, yes. So, I want you to kind of take us through, from a, from a, from the driver standpoint, what what that feels like. Is there is there anything leading up to it that you might think something's going on with the car, or is it just broke? It's just broke. Just broke? It's just broke. It just done broke. It, you know, it, uh, first and foremost, I've been in my almost three years or two and a half years here now, I think we've had maybe two or three mechanical issues, which is, it, I mean, that's phenomenal. You can't ask for a, a better track record than that. So on average, we've been, you know, due for one a year, and I think most teams are due for one thing a year. Uh, you know, when you got this many parts and pieces and working components on a race car, uh, you, you try to be as perfect as you can, but uh, but sometimes, you know, as they say, stuff happens well actually they use a different word but i don't know if i could tell it's a family show family show. we could bleep you out but we get what you're saying yeah crap happens can we bleep me out next time can yeah. i just say it happens and you can bleep it out yeah you can it. say on this podcast <laughs> perfect yeah so you're gonna bleep all this yeah i mean we, it sounds funnier maybe but right well no we need to bleep okay we'll bleep it are we Regan's a family still man on now. the show right now yeah yeah, 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 yeah. we're good oh yeah okay well, we can always cut we can always cut this out <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah all right so anyways <laughs> lots of parts pieces in the race car uh and and we burnt the rear gear up uh we had a small hole in the in the line actually and and uh don't know what caused that don't uh you know quite honestly it really doesn't matter what caused it or how it got to that point but it, uh, it ran it dry of fluid when you do that it uh you know as i said you need you need gear oil back there and uh it was not uh functioning properly without any gear oil and and essentially i got on the gas coming off of turn four and and all the gears just stripped out basically and uh and the motor would rev up and it wouldn't do anything it'd rev up it wouldn't do anything i could leave it in first gear second gear third gear fourth gear and it would roll which was kind of a sign that something in the driveline had broke and uh and they had an inkling that it was coming i think they saw some fluid on one of the early pit stops on Mm -hmm. in the pit box and that's why jason wasn't overly you know, surprised. surprised about it and said, I, let's get it back behind the wall immediately because he knew that we were going to have to change that gear out. And, uh, you know, I got to give credit to my guys. When, when bad stuff happens, you hate having it hap- happen like that. But mm-hmm. they changed the rear gear, I think, 20 laps quicker than another car that had the same thing happen in the race, which essentially you say, oh, big deal, 20 laps. What's that mean? It means three positions. Yeah. And it means three points. And, right. and you know, as we're going to have to battle hard to, to make up the deficit we got right now, those three points are, could mean everything when you get to the end of the year, and you may actually look at something that was a negative and say, hey, that that saved us right here, and, and this is the reason why we can go on and, and win the championship. So uh, disappointing, 
nonetheless. Uh, but, uh, you know, we got it out of the way early. Now we just have to go out there and be focused uh, for the rest of the year. I like Regan's attitude, taking a negative and turning it into a positive. And truth be told, at other tracks, it may not have been. I mean, it's always a big issue. But 20 laps at Bristol is way different than 20 laps at, say, you know, yeah, a I mean mile the, and a half track. The RPMs, the, the speed, the, the harshness on the driveline at a place like Bristol, Martinsville, some of these short tracks mm -hmm. we go to. I don't know that it would have made it at any racetrack we were at. Um, you can only run them so long without fluid, and, and you're going to have a problem. But uh, we were we were hoping we were going to get lucky, and, and that's kind of what Jason told me. He said, I hope we get lucky, and we didn't get lucky, and, you know, so be it. We had to we had to fix it uh, during the race, and and, uh, you know, make the most out of that. Well, you know, get your bad luck out of the way early, and then towards the end of the year you can have your good luck and make it all back up. I, You know, I'm uh, we're in a situation right now where our cars have been driving very well this off year. The truck. Off, right the off the truck. Right off the truck. And, and they've been good in the race. They fired off good in the races. And, you know, I've, I've been really pleased with where our speed's at. And, you know, I think last year this would have been a little more difficult for us to overcome um, with what's taken place early on in the season here. And, and we struggled to find the speed and that balance that I really wanted to go fast with. Uh, this year, we haven't struggled to find that. So this year, it's not, you know, it, yes, you don't ever want to have a deficit to get out of. But at the same time, I, I don't look at it and say, hey, this is impossible. I say, hey, you know, this is an opportunity to, to go out and, uh, you know, make some other guys feel bad when we catch them. We love hearing the uh, the driver's input because the great thing about your show, Regan, here on Junior Motorsports Up Front, is we get to pick my show today. Well, it is for right now. I mean, you do the introductions and make sure you say your name first. Technically, uh, it is your show. I am here to help you along. I think it's first name show. I wish it was my show. We've had <laughs> it's over there mean, on his phone. We have get off your this. phone, man. What are you doing? You give you give the guy Juan Dell's pal, <laughs> and next thing you know, he's on his phone, not paying attention. Yes, that that I'm completely paying attention. We are sitting here with some, some Dales. It's making it, – and the cool thing about the show, I'm going to go off topic for a brief second, but I'm going to bring us right back. We're going to go off topic on this show. Yeah. <laughs> that never happens. That's new. The great thing about having Dales is we like to think of our show as uh, the type of conversation that you would sit in a bar with a buddy and just, you know, talk about racing, talk about life, and that's Junior Motorsports up front. So it's perfect that Dales Pale Ale is our – We might need a tap in here. Title sponsor. We tap right in that. the wall? We yeah. probably could do that. And a fridge. In a fridge. Well, a why do you need a fridge if you have a tap? Yeah. First oh, yeah, name. That's true. First name. <laughs> Where did you go to school? And a fridge. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to bring us back now. And, and touching on the show, the great part about having Regan here weekly is we can pick his brain. Um, and always, when we're looking in, into the schedule and going into the weekend, we're always looking at the weather. Because you like to know if the plans that you have in place when you come back from the races will still be intact or if you stay a little longer. That's me being selfish, by the way. Uh, and we had a lot of rain up there. I feel like we just dove into a lot of the reason why you came off the road. Is no. it because of rain delays? No, it's not. We actually were pretty good. Na Xfinity Series is pretty good with rain delays. Okay. The cup guys are the, the ones who usually get battered. And they did on Sunday. So what does a rain delay do to a driver? I know you guys have certain, maybe not, um, a process that you go through leading up to the race. You're creatures of habit. It, we're definitely creatures of habit. And, and So you get strapped in, and it starts raining you got to sit around and wait. What's that like? Uh, I, I think for me the worst ones are, are when you do get strapped in, when you go run 20 laps and then the rain comes and you got to stop and you got to get out. That's the toughest ones because then you don't know. You might get in and, and, you know, the way that that day played out, they had a pretty good idea that, oh, we might get it dry at this time, we might start it at this time, but we might get more rain at this time. And they knew it was going to be one of those on and off days. I think there's nothing worse than, than getting strapped in, mentally getting ready, running 20 laps, being psyched up for a long 500-lap race at Bristol. Boom, there's the rain. Mm -hmm. Get out. You don't know when it's going to start back up. So when do you eat? When do you drink? When do you, you, know, when do you do the things that you're, you're regimented to do and, and that you try to do weekly? 
you can't you're almost guessing you know you're trying to play a weatherman and guess when when nascar is going to get the track dry when they're going to run it if they're going to call it what they're going to do and uh it's 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 difficult um I wish I could say that there was an easy way to go about it. If there is, I have not learned it yet. I think rain delays are the most aggravating thing in the world from a from a driver's standpoint. And that is one difference from our sport than other sports. A lot of other sports can still operate right. in weather, and, and unfortunately we can't do that. Um, we could, but trust me when I say this. I've heard people say, put rain tires on them. You don't want to see do what's going to happen with race cars on an oval on rain tires. Mm-hmm. You might as well just... Might as well just call the race at that point because you're not going to have anybody left on the track. Be like a demolition derby. It yeah, it would very much resemble that. I and mean, we've seen and it almost did resemble that anyways at the end yeah, with slick <laughs> tires on the cars. So. And we've seen we've seen the Xfinity series do that in at the road courses run in the rain, but it's it's very very difficult. Road courses are a completely different you know concept and and the speeds are different there and, and how we get around those places is different. The runoff area is different, so you can do that. Guys can go off the track, come back on, and not have to throw a caution in oval. Somebody spins or hits the wall, you have to throw a caution immediately. You don't have a choice. It's a safety issue. Mm-hmm. Everybody's confined to a, a much tighter space, and, and that's hence the reason why we don't do that. I, you know, Based on my track record on the road courses, I wouldn't mind if they didn't do it there either because I uh, <laughs> thought we were going to win Road America, and then right. it rained, and I thought, oh, we might finish 30th if we're lucky. So, And I think a lot of that is a visibility issue. I mean, it's not like driving down the street with your windshield wipers on. It's a completely different viewpoint. It is, and, and we can put – we can put wipers on the cars. We can do that type of stuff, but it, it doesn't. Uh, and you know, put the I guess Rain X stuff like that on the on the fronts of them. It does not do the same as what it would on a street car because of the speed, because of how much um, the overspray coming off the tires is is that much different. And uh, you know, I know the Formula cars and the Indy cars and stuff can do it and, and get away with it. Uh, they've got a little different situation. You've got one little visor on the driver's shield that you're mm-hmm. trying to keep clean, and and that's oftentimes shielded by an airflow vent that uh, that lets the air get up over the over the helmet and, and do some things so uh yeah no no rain tires no rain racing how knowledgeable regan is he even he even knows other other motorsports not just now and how do you get amped back up you just have to how do you, you have you to do? dig deep you do you, you reach down let's you reach just down. reach down into the pits of your stomach <laughs> and pull it from places that you don't know that it is nah it, you still get once the motors fire back up, you still get amped up, you still yeah. get focused. Still uh, get that adrenaline. It's kick. just everything in the middle that's just really difficult. And uh, you know, if they call it and say, "Okay, we're going to come back the next day," then you can get back on your schedule the next day, knowing that the weather's probably going to be better when that does happen. But uh, as I said, what those guys dealt with Sunday, I watched all day Sunday, and in between, I watched some hockey mm-hmm. playoff hockey. Did, while yeah. of course I did, well, as as any good man would do. Um, any good uh, Yankee? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And needless to say, I watched hockey. Got to back to the race at you know five six o'clock, whatever time it started. By the time that thing was done, I felt like I had ran five hundred miles. I mean, I'm like, I, these guys have got to be exhausted yeah. tonight because with the with the weather delays, the rain delays. No matter how warm it is, if it's raining, you're still cold. You know, stuff's still wet. It's just it's tough on the pit crews, and and sometimes it's even tougher on the pit crews than it is the the drivers. You know, the drivers have the motorhomes they can go back mm-hmm. and hang out in and, and take a break in, but. Uh, yeah, I, I've been at the track, and when you get your feet wet, it's not fun. And I'm not just talking about drivers. I'm talking about the PR staff. Key phrase being, I've been at the track. <laughs> he has been at the racetrack before. Yes. yes we can confirm this. He's never, he never going to let it go. Only but PR guy in the business that doesn't go to a racetrack anymore. I put my time in for junior motorsports. <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a a love-love relationship we right now. We had a conversation good. last week. We did? 
when you were thinking about bowing out, which you ended up doing because of possible rain. <laughs> ended up being a bright, great sunny. Yeah, he was going to come to the yeah. racetrack. He was going to drive first name up there. I first was. name was there. I was appreciate there. first name being there. Here's I, didn't, what I didn't see first name at yeah, all, but so he I says he was there. Here we go. Full disclosure. I was going to take first name so we didn't have to go by himself, but it turns out the marketing girls were going on Saturday morning, and he had a ride, and I wasn't worried about him getting up there on his own and wandering around the track by himself. He was with a group of junior motorsports employees, so I was happy. Again, his exact quote as the show ended last week, and it wasn't on the radio, I don't think, but uh, his exact quote was, well, if the weather doesn't look bad, I'm coming, but if the weather looks bad, I'm, I'm not coming. <laughs> Fast forward two days after that s- statement was made, and the weather was perfect. Heath yeah. is nowhere to be found. Yep, no I, was, I think I was getting a little bit of a sunburn. I was just laughing, thinking about what Heath was doing because he thought it was going to be pouring down rain. I was probably <laughs> mowing my grass at the time. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, that that's fun for me. But anyways, yeah. uh, we did see Eric Jones make his Sprint Cup debut under very interesting circumstances last week. Is it week. true that you mow your grass and listen to She Thinks My Tractor's Sexy to make sure that you think your <laughs> wife loves you more <laughs> while you're doing it by Kenny Chesney? No, I, I don't. I heard a rumor that you do that. <laughs> I go through – I'm not a <laughs> – <laughs> no, and I do have I do have a John Deere. What's going on? What's this? 360 crew is. Uh, All right, folks, we've got to interrupt the show for a minute here. The JRM yeah. 360 crew has just walked in here, and and usually when that happens, they have invaded the entire studio. If you can see this right now, we got ten people in the studio. And usually when that happens, it's not good for anybody that's involved because somebody either just got pranked, yep. or somebody's about to get pranked. In which case. We are going to watch First Name try to eat six saltine crackers. Yes. And in case the saltine cracker challenge. I've seen it attempted before. Do you remember what happened a couple weeks ago? He did a uh, the donut challenge, the Krispy Kreme donut challenge, and he failed. Do you remember you let us all Miserably. down? Yeah. Miserably. So just so everyone knows, there is, a, I don't know what you call it, a old wives tale that you can't eat seven saltines in a minute. Just like six. you can't. Is it, no, it's seven. I just looked it up. Is it six or seven? According to Google, it's seven. Uh, okay. Tiff's always right. Well, we're doing so you know. seven. Okay, so first name's <laughs> going to try to redeem himself here. Um, Are we going to listen to – we're going to have to listen to him eat these crackers. It's going to be like crunchy. Gonna be crunchy. Awesome. Crunchy. No drinks now. He just has to eat seven saltines – or six. Is it six or seven? Six. All right, six in a minute. Someone ti- – you want me to time him? And you're not allowed to drink anything. No beer, no Dell's Pal. You got You got a timer? Yeah. All right, you ready? Yeah. First name, begin. It's like crunch, crunch, crunch. He has no chance of getting at this rate. Don't laugh. Just happening. focus. Just focus right now. Oh, <laughs> crumbs all over his keyboard. Yeah, there's everywhere. <laughs> I wish we did predict that two seconds ago. There's nothing that was clean happen. about a saltine. All right, we've got. Contest. He's got two crackers down right now, and he's really struggling at the moment. You got to focus. He's, he's trying. Martin Friedrichs is over here timing him, and and we heard a rumor Martin maybe did or did not complete the challenge. I'm not sure. And there's three. There's three. How much time no, do we have? It's What's our timer at? 25, 25 seconds. seconds. He's that was four. He that can't. was four. And well, and <laughs> you know why he's gonna do it? Because there's <laughs> the crumbs are <laughs> the crackers have all turned to crumbs and they're in his lap. He's drying up right now, though. <laughs> he is so dry right now, <laughs> and he's wanting to win this challenge so bad. You no, have to actually five seconds to go. First name. You got to swallow. You got to finish name. the crackers. No, I can't do it. Zero. It didn't happen. Disappointment. Dale's pale ale to wash it down, though. It, well, that worked out good for him. Mm-hmm. First name. That's two. That's two you failed. All right. First name. Do we have to do, like, a pizza eating contest or something like that? Yeah, what can I you mean, What can you actually at? eat? Because you failed it a lot. And do good. 
<laughs> he can't even talk right now. He's so he's so clammed up from the saltines that he can't talk. His computer is covered in crumbs. Yeah, you better get some spray dust for that or something. Martin, I'm gonna need you to. And now he's eating the crumbs off the computer. <laughs> Do you know where your hands have been and you're eating the crumbs off that computer? You know how many germs are on that computer? Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'm not a germaphobe. Nor am I. Apparently so not. I'd rather have chickens than food eating contests. Enjoy your beer, Martin. <laughs> All right, so we just finished up the eating contest. Martin yep. Martin tried doing the saltines. I think you failed from what we heard as well. Right. And first Fiddly. name, first you got name him just on first failed name? miserably. Yeah, first sorry. name just failed miserably as well. But while you're in here, because you're in the studio with us, one of our rules of thumb is you have to have a beer while you're in here right. with in the studio doing anything. And that was the first time you tried Dallas Pal Out, right? Yeah, it's actually awesome because, you know, as most people know that have listened to me before in the show, I started sailing. And um, I learned that the sailing? whole sailing, like selling or sailing, sailing. A sailboat. Oh, okay, sailing, like ocean type sailing. I had you pegged as a sailor yeah. all along. Well, see, and uh, swears like a sailor. Since you asked, <laughs> I uh, tell you that uh, the whole hoppy beer type situation came up when they first sailed to the West Indies. It's at least what I heard to preserve the beer better. And uh huh. You know, so in as a India sailor, Pale Ale, yes. In yeah, India Pale, Pale Ale, yeah. right? IPA. So, um, you know. Well, I guess the thing I was most impressed with was from a German mm -hmm. who drinks a lot of beer. I do know that you drink mm -hmm. a lot of German beer, a lot of beer. His first sip said, wow, that's really good. Yeah, this is so a nice So that's what beer. we wanted to get out of here right there. That was it uh, is a good beer. It's, um, it, you know, it's I like craft beers. I like local craft beers. There are a lot of good, you know, craft breweries in the North Carolina. Uh, Asheville, Charlotte. Uh, even coastal area, so yeah, but this is a it's an awesome beer. I it's a winner. There I we go. Think we North have Carolina is actually second in the nation for the number of craft brews that they have. You know who's number <laughs> one? Probably uh, Colorado or Washington State. Colorado. I don't know by that, so lot. I really shouldn't by throw that by fact a out there. Pretty significant margin. Well, that's perfect because that. Oscar Blues started in Colorado. They did. They They're now in North in Carolina. Carolina as well. Yeah. yeah. So there right. we go. Good, good local company. Yeah. Good beer. So, and I'm glad. You know, and yeah, now he gets to go back to the IT department, and anything that wants to get broke into tonight can, because Mark <laughs> might be up there drunk. <laughs> can I take it with me? Sure. Uh, I don't know. That's, yeah, that's our gift to you. That's Regan's gift. Junior right. Motorsports up front. Dale's Pale Ale, you can take that with you back. And we didn't think we had a guest today. Look at that. You know what you it need worked to do? Out perfect. Just do this for me. When you go back upstairs, make sure you swing by Robbie's office, Robbie Kupta. And, and show him the beer. And make sure let him know that you just walk by sipping on your beer. Until he sees you, go past the door a couple times. Well, this is this is Robbie's favorite beer. I know that because we went to the Davidson Brewery about a year and a half ago, uh -huh. and that's what he asked for. And this is long before that whole Dale's Pale Ale sponsorship mm -hmm. uh, yep. arrived here at Junior Motorsports. So he he generally loved that beer like way ahead of everybody else. So yeah, I'll I'll make sure to rub it in his face. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Martin. Right, Thanks, Martin. Yes, Good seeing you. All right. Okay, so that kind of brings us to Richmond, uh, Regan. And Richmond, you always you, you weren't admittedly you weren't always thrilled going to Richmond. Admittedly, when I when I came to JRM, uh, probably one of if not my least favorite racetrack, and uh, have had uh, you know had some success since I've been here at the place, and and look forward to getting there now. It, it's a you know it's a place that uh, I've enjoyed racing at, and uh, and. For whatever reason, you know, coming here has, has kind of helped me to find the feel that I want for my cars there, and, and to and to improve on what I thought was hands down my worst racetrack, and and at times making it statistically one of my best racetracks since sure. I've been here. So, uh, sure. looking forward to this weekend. Um, you know, I I want to get there and, and 
put uh, last weekend behind us, and, and the only way you can do that is to get back on the racetrack. And uh, I know the whole team's excited to do that. Harvick won last time there, I think. Oh, yeah. 202 finished laps. Er, yeah. Harvick won this race last year. Mm -hmm. Chase finished second in, in the second race last year. All all the cars were in the top ten, uh, both races. So, uh, you know, we've, we've obviously got some good setups there, and, uh, you know, it's uh, – going to be an exciting night. April 2014 was a heck of a month for Junior Motorsports. Do you know why? I'm going to go out on a limb and say it involved wins. It involved us winning every, well, at the time nationwide, now Xfinity, race in the month of April. I did not know that. Did now, see? I probably knew that last year. We could start it again, but April's almost over. Well, how about if we just, how about if we put it on the backside of April and, and go do the May. entire month of May? Okay. Yeah. We do have Talladega coming up. Talladega is coming up. And there's an off week in May. So because of that off week, we can just pretend that a win in April counts for the off week in May, possibly. Yeah, so Ri I mean, either way, Richmond should be good for us. It's a track that you now have been running well at, so that's a good thing. And you're going to be in the Briars Ice Cream Chevrolet. Who doesn't love ice cream? I know. And they were here last week. They gave us free ice cream. It was pretty good. First name, was it not good? It was delicious. So you're in we've the Briars got, car. We've got, like, when it comes to the sponsorships and things. We've got it covered. We've got the partying and the and the good stuff covered. You know, we, we got ice cream. We got beer. We, we've got it all covered. We got mayonnaise for your burgers, mm -hmm. whatever you might need. It, uh, we're doing pretty good here. We, we eat well. Suave men product for Suave your men. hair. Well, so you don't stink, too. Well, and, and that we know. We know Regan likes to comb. He's got his hair combed all nice today. I got my hair styled today. I never do that. I know. He's ready to roll. That's because he's going to do TV later. That's that's the real reason. My hair styled, I'm in sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, you <laughs> see Regan in sweatpants. That'd be the day. All right, so um, we've got uh, Chase is going to be in the nine car at Richmond, and then Harvick is back for us in the Hump Brothers uh, pizza Chevrolet. Oh, we got pizza too. We got pizza, so it's the Get second week in a row that Harvick will be driving for us. Um, and in other news, the Denny Hamlin Hamlin Short Track Showdown is Thursday night, which is tonight coming, coming right up. Or yeah, yeah. So we actually th and for, for the listeners out there, we've got. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say they figured out we taped this occasionally. Okay, yeah, this is Wednesday, so that's why I was Heath was trying <laughs> really hard in his head to do some quick math I'm there. Like it is Wednesday today, and today's Wednesday, Heath was trying tomorrow's to figure this out. Thursday, one day. Okay, anyway. Yeah, the hesitation gave it away. Yeah, thank you, Regan, for calling was, me out on that. It was a good that. effort. But we do have two late model drivers in that race. We've got William Byron running the Liberty car, and Josh Berry, who won last week at Hickory, is back in the number 88 Speedco car, and Chase Elliott is in this race. But it is not in a junior motorsports entry. We have two junior motorsports entries. Chase is not one of them. But we can root for all three. You can still pull for them all. Yeah. And that leads us into our next segment, or story session, I should say. I got a feeling I know what's coming here. Yeah, I, I set you up for this. Regan was actually going to run the junior motorsports late model at Richmond. Was this last year or two years ago? Two years ago. Was that the short track showdown? It was the short track showdown. It's when, it's when they used to do it at Richmond. It was on yeah, TV right. that night. Can I, can I set this up? Yeah, set and it up, buddy. I think the late model crew brought brought our late model up there and unloaded it, and Regan got in the late model and strapped in for first practice, and I'll let you take over from there. It was actually second practice. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you make it through I made practice? it through first practice, and we didn't have the speeds that we had quite hoped to get yet. I, am I embarrassed? We made some big adjustments <laughs> for second practice. and How big? Big enough that I went out there and I backed her into the fence and tore the heck out of the, out of the Speedco late model and uh, – the worst part about this whole thing, our one mission in that race was just don't tear it up because they got to race the next night. Yeah. At, uh, I think they race a motor mile. They were taking the same car and to motor the mile. The same car for Josh Berry to run at motor mile. So I was in his car, and, and uh, I, it was probably wah, wah. as bad as I have ever felt in a race car. Not because, you know, you're going to have crashes. You're going to yeah. tear stuff up. That's that's part of the sport. Mistakes happen. Um, 
but knowing that I just made them have to work basically 24 hours straight so he could get to motor mile and run for points the next night. Yep. I I was sick to my stomach over that and uh yeah, it was uh that was not one of my finer moments since no, I've been here. It wasn't. Regan was legitimately upset about that cuz I was there. And then the late model guys had to pack that car up, bring it back to the shop. Yeah, we pulled it out of the race. We said, "You know what? We can't yeah. race it and we we're going to send it back to the, the shop so they could they could get back here and fix it." Came back to Mooresville. The guys Fixed it up the best they could, turned around. I think they worked through the night, loaded it the next I have, morning. And I have and not returned to, to the Denny Hamlin late model showdown <laughs> since then. <laughs> I, I, they asked me about it last year. I think they asked me about it this year, too. And, and I'm always like, oh, yeah, yeah, it sounds fun. That'll be great. And deep down inside, I'm terrified, terrified of it. There's late models. They can be scary. They, they'll jump out and bite you. And then when they bite you and somebody can't race <laughs> the next week and you cost them a championship, it's terrible. You feel like a jackass. Y you do, yes. We're using the beep button. No, we should pay that. Okay. No. <laughs> no beep there. Sorry. No you beep. guys get to hear that one. So the, the Denny Hamlin Short Track Showdown is going to be aired at, at a later date, and we'll make sure we announce it on Twitter so everyone can watch it. Okay, so we've been in the habit of bringing Twitter pictures in. Uh, unfortunately, the, the listeners can't see them, but we've got them here in a piece of paper. So we have a couple, uh, a couple things to, I guess, uh, put the finishing touches on from last week that we talked about. The first being, Regan, I didn't know you were a chef. We didn't talk about that last week. No. First thing found this, your lovely wife, Megan, uh, put a tweet on on the Twitter. She tweets once every two months. But when she does, we pay attention. Well, absolutely. Yeah, they're on it. Because within, we make sure. If within it, the shop. If nothing, it, nothing bad comes out. Yeah, if it lets us uh, criticize you or critique you in any way, we're all about well, it. Well, I'm interested to hear it. Yes, I did cook her breakfast on Sunday. and You know, it's interesting here. Let me just read As you tweet. don't know, Heath. What? With... Uh, Number one, I woke up this morning, and she said that morning, and she said, "Man, you're sh you sure are a sexy husband of mine." <laughs> so I, I do get that frequently from her. I know you've never heard that, as we discussed earlier in the show. Never heard that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I woke up and, and said, "Hey, you know what? You've been busy with the baby. I'm going to make breakfast. It's kind of been my little thing, making Sunday breakfast, and uh, so made omelets. And apparently, after eleven. Years, years together, she didn't know I could make an omelet. That was the more concerning part. First Name and I were critiquing this, and we said, this is what Megan's tweet says. It says, that Regan Smith has been holding out 11 years together, and who knew he could make such a great omelet? Hashtag brownie points. Looks pretty good in the picture, doesn't it? It actually, I will give him credit. If this is the legitimate picture of what you made, this is this is borderline magazine material because you got some fruit on the side. You've got, uh, looks like some toast there with your omelet. That's impressive. The more important part is, why did it take you 11 years to make your poor wife breakfast? More importantly, we just set y'all up from the start with this picture, and you I did? knew it was going to show did? up on the start on the show. That <laughs> he said there with a grin on his face. <laughs> That's not no, right. we didn't. Okay, so <laughs> I actually did make the omelet. I just I figured I'd backfire. I thought, you know, that I did. I did make the omelet. Do, and why did it take <laughs> me 11 really years? Smart. Because any smart man knows that you never lay all your cards on the table immediately. You always fold a little something back, and, and further down the road, you kind of throw it out there. And, and yeah. you know. So uh, about a always decade. Always keep a surprise. You hold those cards against your chest for a decade, your, your breakfast She cards. has learned how to cook amazingly well in that decade's time period. So you can just sit on the couch. And I haven't had to. Sit on the couch and play Madden. She cooks dinner. It's great. But now you're in trouble because you have a little baby. You uh, Rhett. We do. So now I sit on the couch <laughs> and I hold Rhett while she cooks. <laughs> and speaking of Rhett, you're bringing Rhett to the track this week. Rhett will not? be coming to Bristol. He's going to be staying in the motorhome. None of the pit road stuff for yeah. him. Uh, but I he'll be there. He'll be on site. He will be there. Yeah, it's going to be his first uh, his first race, his first time really out of the house overnight. And uh, so we're excited about that. And You uh, know what would be awesome? It, I, I do know where you're going to go with this, and I agree. Just, just 
just so you know. Yeah. Win in the first race that your son's at. He, it, you know, if we can pull that off, then he will make an appearance uh, in victory lane somehow right. because I want those pictures. I think those are, you know, pictures that you can't miss out on. We so. can make sure that happens, can't we, first name? For sure. That would be one of the greatest moments of the year. So now it's Regan's turn to uh, <laughs> bust my chops a little bit. Yeah, well, we've got a picture that got sent to us of the, uh, and basically calling me out and saying Heath was not wrong. Daytona, July 2013, a picture of the number one city Chevrolet car. Yes, we talked about this last The week. problem is we weren't talking about the number one city Chevrolet car. <laughs> we <laughs> were talking about the mellow yellow car in the movie. Right. But I think, I think truth be told, we weren't really on the same page. I think you were talking mellow yellow. I was talking city Chevrolet, but we didn't realize we were talking about two different things. I think you must have started drinking before the show. You know what? I was going to bring something in today for a little show and tell, but since it's a radio show, I didn't think that was a good idea. I was digging through the attic the other You're always on top of last it. weekend, and I found my old, speaking of my old slot car stuff, I found my old Matchbox cars that were my Days of Thunder cars. I thought, this would be fun to bring into the radio show, but then I figured you'd probably... I didn't realize that... I thought you were a lot older than that. What it, what, how old did you think Well, I, I didn't was? know you would still have those from that particular era. I figured you would have been more like in the you know, Dave Marcus, uh, really, really old school cars. Regan, you're a year younger than I am. Oh, okay. In case you haven't noticed. Well. <laughs> so if I'm old, that means you're old. Yeah, but that is that is true. I'm yeah. not going to argue that. While we're speaking of Days of Thunder, let's uh, let's pull a line from Randy Quaid, who played uh, Tim Dallin, the car owner in Days of Thunder. And we right. got ourselves a sponsor. That was a lot of that enthusiasm. Wasn't too bad. Was that was, yeah. was really good. Oh, yeah. It felt right. It felt good. Yes. I don't know how it's going to come out on the radio, but it felt good right there when I said it. Enthusiasm on the radio. But we do have thing. ourselves a sponsor. Right. Another new sponsor that we get to announce for the uh, for the for the podcast here, JRM up front. We got uh, K1 Karting Centers are coming on board to to sponsor the uh, hot lap the hot, hot lap, lap segment. segment. <laughs> I was drawing a blank there. So that was brutal. Can you believe we actually have two? Sponsors for this podcast. It's got to be because of first name. <laughs> I think it is. It has to be because <laughs> he's a silent assassin over <laughs> in the corner guys. over here. He's just hey, like. We'll know it's first name if we get a if we get a saltine cracker sponsorship. <laughs> 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 no, we won't get it because he couldn't complete the challenge. Way to go! Way to that could be the end of our show right there. But Look. excited to have them on board. Uh, <laughs> big carding centers. I think how many states they're in? Uh, Thirteen states. Thirteen states. Twenty-nine locations. Twenty-nine locations. So. Basically, what that means is if you live near a big city, there's probably there's a there. K1 karting center. I know they're up and opening up all the time, new ones uh, all over the place. And, uh, you know, neat spot you can go. It's indoor karting, so yep. rain or shine, you can get in there. Get it done. Go make some laps and, and have and fun with I've actually been kids. to one. True story. Just don't drink the Dale's Pale yeah, while you're you karting. That. Yeah. Maybe cart and then drink the Dale's Pale. I think that's a better That'd option. That'd be a better idea. Yeah. yeah. But we did go to uh, – I did have a chance a few years ago to go to the K1 in Ontario, California, and that was a lot of fun. We, I, I we raced, and you know what? I'm a light guy. So I thought I was gonna say you had a weight advantage. I right? had a weight so advantage. So you should have been the quickest one there. I should have been, but then you know you look at the weight advantage, but then you look at the talent advantage. He of the had his earplugs in and he was listening to "She Thinks My Tractor Sexy" again. <laughs> That's what it was. That's, his That's this exactly is, what happened. I, you know what? I give too much away <laughs> in this in this podcast. I really do. <laughs> Regan's supposed to be a, a buddy of mine, and here he is. I give him ammo. He's gonna shoot. Absolutely, every opportunity. So let's let's get into hot laps. What do you think? That brings us into Hot Laps, which is now presented by K1 Speed. All right, so we're back to Hot Laps. Yeah. First name's going to start us off. I'm going to go second, and then Regan is going to go third. All right. You ready to roll? Yeah. You got the timer set? Going. I'm in it. I'm in it. Uh, we got uh, an NFL schedule released last night, uh, or two nights ago, I guess. Uh, now, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <Not that laughs> You're ever. still on the clock. You're no, 15 you seconds in. Keep digging. <laughs> you don't get to stop. Okay. Uh, so, the Panthers schedule released. It looks pretty easy. I think we're going to go 10 and 6. Uh, we got a nice little stretch of Seattle, Philly, 
Indianapolis, Green Bay. Outside of that, it's pretty easy. Done. Done. My turn. The great thing about going to Panthers games is the fact that you can go and see the opposing team in Charlotte. The opposing team will have more fans than the actual Panthers. So I will be there for the Packers in, sh in Charlotte. And you'll probably have more Eagles fans there than you would for the Panthers. And also, who's your other big game? The Seahawks. Uh, speaking of the NFL schedule, Regan, we have a matchup coming with the Packers and uh, the Broncos. And I think through the course of this show, we should propose some sort of uh, non-monetary bet that includes humiliation so that we can uh, have a, a special interest in the game. That's it. I think that a monetary non-monetary bet would be wonderful. I'm looking forward to that game as much as any game I will look forward to on the Broncos schedule this entire season. As much as I hate talking about football on a racing show, I will tell you guys this. I don't think either one of your teams stand a chance when it comes to the Broncos this year, especially the Panthers, who are the only team in history that can make the playoffs with a losing <laughs> record and their fans feel like it was a successful season. Were you actually under? Were you, I thought you were 500. We were no, 7 and 9. Were, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's nine. under 500. 7, 8, and 1. Yeah, 7, 8, and 1. I yes. even know his record better and than they know their record. You know what? You have, a, you, have a division, you have a division championship uh, banner hanging down there somewhere for a 7 and 9 record. Yeah, and it looks mighty nice. Yeah. yeah. I hope they put the record on the bottom of that thing. They should. All right. So as much as we've been off topic today uh, on this show, we, we need to close it out. And, and as many people know, uh, the NASCAR community lost somebody that was very near and dear to the whole community and Steve Burns this week. And yes, uh, we did. I don't. Uh, I, I did not personally know Steve as well as many as a lot of guys did within this industry. Um, I've done a lot of interviews with him. I've done shows with him and, and gotten to talk to him and have some uh, great conversations with him over the years. And and certainly know he's going to be missed. I think the the one thing that I remember the most about Steve, and and the one thing that uh, I respected the most about him, was his ability. No matter what the circumstances were, no matter who he was speaking to, no matter who he had on the show, to shed them in a positive light and to find good things to talk about. You could have just crashed the entire field and gone on his show the next night and he would find a way to make that good and make it positive when, when he talked to you and when he had you on there and, and not make you look bad or feel bad in the process of doing it. And uh, you know, I think that's something a lot of the media could, could stand to learn from at times because it's very easy to, to hammer people when they're down and, and look at them you know, in the negatives. And uh, he was one of the few guys that I remember that, uh, that never would do that and that would always, uh, always be positive. So uh, definitely he's going to be missed. And, uh, you know, to his friends and family, uh, you know, we'd say our condolences to them and uh, to the whole NASCAR community. Well said, Regan. Steve was a good guy. Um, so that kind of takes us out. I think that'll do it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, we'll see you next week. And we have to, to get to work and find ourselves an interesting guest next week. I think we're going to get to work on that. <laughs>